0: In this podcast, we'll listen to how advancement activities reflect institutional strategies and narratives. Your advancement activities are largely determined by the way that your institution has positioned itself through its research and teaching, as well as the kinds of relationships it enjoys with industry and outside partners. To begin the discussion, here's Peter Bezidenhout, the Director of Development and Fundraising at Wits University in South Africa, who talks about the different kinds of industries that build relationships with the university.
1: The university is a, um, a, basically a city-based um, university in Johannesburg. Um, we have around 37,000 students, about 14,000 of those are postgraduate. In terms of the advancement office, it's a fairly large operation of about 70 staff. Within the development office itself, we have about, uh, we have about 20 staff members. We bring in around $300 of money from international trusts and foundations, South African corporates and corporate foundations, and um, we also have individual donors, although sadly at this stage that's not a, a large income stream. Our corporate funding tends to be a combination of South African companies, many of whom are multinationals in their own right, As well as multinationals who've been here for many years, and or new entrants. So, for example, IBM is a is a big sponsor. They've built a a research lab. Um, Companies like Siemens are, are investing in a mining lab. We were the epicenter of global gold mining and platinum mining industry. So, we're looking at a lot of tech solutions that may help them. We we also you know so we're talking to them, Novartis. You can name multinationals. We have probably conversations going with about 10 or 15 multinationals right now. And then increasingly an interesting variant, which you may or may not be seeing in the UK, is the entrance of Chinese corporates.
0: It's interesting to note how WITS has used his strengths to foster relationships with outside partners. Next, we turn to the example of Lagos Business School. Henry Onokuba the former director of alumni relations at the school, talks about how its strong sense of values helps it find support.
2: Well, why the people are supporting Lagos Business School is I think because of the quality of the experience they have when they are here. They are very grateful about not just the knowledge, but the new thinking, the new values that we've been able to impart. So you see a typical Nigerian businessman who thinks the best way to make it to the top is by cutting corners, all right? So when it comes to Lagos Business School and he sees that he can actually make it to the top by doing the right things, all right? And then we give him access to the network of like-minded people, like-minded people that can help him do things the right way. And you see, they see their businesses progressing, all right? So they are happy about that, and they try to come to us, right? So ours is not just a theoretical learning. So by the time they come out, they don't just take the knowledge; they also take a new value through a new sets of values. I think that makes them happy with the school. I have been to other schools before. I, I, I you know, I did my MBA here at Lagos Business School in 2005. But I've been to other schools before I came to LBS, and the difference is very clear. Okay, so the other schools in Nigeria, the focus is on uh, get the certificate and go out. Okay, but here at Lagos Business School, it's not just the certificate. We want to make sure that we af- affect the whole of your life. The school continues to expand, so we would like to have centers named after individuals or, or foundations. Okay our alumni, we try to get involved in in helping our society, okay, things like health, things like education, you know, uh, anything that, that enhances the ethical standard of the country. Uh, so anything that we can do to further that uh, 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 mission will be good. And then to help the society, Nigeria is still basically a developing country, so a lot of uh, a lot of lacks, a lot of uh, uh, infrastructure deficits.
0: The focus on imparting values that stay with the student after they leave the school shapes its advancement operations. Their alumni give the institution access and influence in the corporate world that helps it further its mission.
2: For well, LGS, yes, because we are. A postgraduate institution and we are also um, well you could say that we're in a different class from the other schools okay so uh, the average executive in the come in, in an organization in Nigeria who want to come to labor's business school all right so we are lucky that we have a good number of our alumni who are very high up, C suits in the in the corporate world. Um, it I may not be far from the truth if I say that uh, management board of 75% of the corporate world in Nigeria, you will definitely find an LBS alumnus there. Okay, so the decision makers are up there. So we have. Quite a number of influential people that uh, we can come to, okay? Because our alumni are also involved in so many other things, okay? So we could go through them to get to some of the things, some of the clubs or or associations or foundations they belong to. Uh, When I was alumni director, uh, the president's dinner could cost up thirty million, all right? And uh, all of this money from uh, donations and uh, sponsorships uh, our alumni friends and the organizations so we are a little bit lucky because we have uh, very uh, high uh, i mean highly placed alumni Yeah. you still need you still need to know how to reach to, reach out to them because uh, because uh, everybody goes to them so if you don't know how to reach out to them to give you parts of what they demand for philanthropy or for, for support or for education, then you may not get their support.
0: You can listen to Henry talking about alumni relations at LBS in more detail in a case study in the Advancement Strategies section. Strathmore University from Nairobi, Kenya, began to think about advancement as it established itself as a private university. Here's Eric Saulo, his Director of Advancement, talking about this journey.
3: Well, Uh, Strathmore is a private uh, university, a not-for-profit, and so it relies solely on uh, tuition fees and uh, fundraising to pay for its uh, operations and its expansions. When Strathmore applied to become a university, then there was need for it to grow. One of the conditions that was uh, given was that they needed to acquire land, Uh, put up more facilities and so the tuition income will will not be sufficient for this expansion. Raising fees was uh, out of the question uh, because already SWATMO is considered to be very expensive so raising the fees further will make it less marketable and so that that was out of the question and uh, secondly Many of uh, the alumni of the Swarthmore College already were getting into positions of influence in the organizations they were working. with. They were happy. With, were happy with the experiences that they had. Uh, they were looking for ways to give back, and that's why the university decided to go into fundraising and to set up an office uh, to oversee. Uh, before 2003, the fundraising uh, and alumni uh, functions were being carried out by different members of staff of the then Strathmore College. But as soon as Strathmore applied for permission to operate as a university, they decided to create the Advancement Office and with the position of a Deputy Vice-Chancellor Planning and Development that was uh, created to oversee the Advancement
0: function. Again. The strategy for advancement at Strathmore was based around the kind of values that the institution wanted to impart on its students.
1: People that are uh,
3: supporting Strathmore, those organisations in their leadership, they have people who have uh, who are either alumni of Strathmore or uh, have had friends or relatives who have come through Strathmore, so they know a bit about Strathmore. And very early on, Strathmore Uh, Has always worked towards accountability, transparency, and integrity as the main uh, values that it wants to pass to any of its students. And so, these have been very attractive to many organizations. The fact that you know Strathmore, when they think of Strathmore, they will see somebody who's accountable, an institution institution that is transparent. People work in there. Uh, we can talk about it. So I think that's one of the things that uh, the values that we have tried to promote. What has been attractive. Uh, and the second thing that uh, has also been very attractive to people is the level of professionalism that we try to instill in our students uh, mm-hmm. and so the work ethics that people come out with from Strathmore is very attractive. Uh, then, uh, Strathmore being a not for profit institution, uh, so people know that whatever uh, happens at Strathmore is for the good of society, and we're able to show. We explain how we actually carry this out. So, uh, the, the kind of training that uh, we are giving to our students is not just the professional training that they need, the particular degree. We are talking to them about the fact that they have to always think of being wealth creators, go back to their communities to create wealth there for what they have learned at Uh We are talking about, to them about uh, integrity uh, because of the fact that they should be the leaders of this country. Uh, that's one aspect uh, that we talked about service society. The second uh, story that we are uh, selling, is the fact that the training we are giving us staff is to transform, uh, to transform this country, Kenya, uh, to transform the region, and ultimately to see how to transform Africa. Given that we are, going, we are becoming a global a global community, so we're not just thinking of making stuff better, but we're thinking of Kenya, we're thinking of the region of East Africa, we're thinking of Africa. So the kind of partnerships that we're having with other universities in Africa, other organizations in Africa, precisely informs this idea that we are working to transform uh, Africa, working with others who are like-minded.
0: When your institution is rated amongst the best universities in the world, advancement can be used to sustain and leverage this reputation. Finally in this podcast, Ronika Ramsut, the Head of Research and Information Systems at the University of Cape Town in South Africa, talks about its strategy.
4: UCT has uh, its reputation as being you know, one of the top universities in, uh, in Africa. It has that, the reputation of bringing a, a very strong academic environment, um, good research output. Um, I do think the brand attracts money. It really has positioned itself to attract money. The office was started off in the early sort of 99, 2000, so sort of the turn of the millennium. The then vice chancellor had, um, had worked in the U.S. for a long time. And uh, during her time in the U.S., she saw the structured approach to fundraising, you know, like a research-driven attempt to fundraising rather than just ad hoc. And she decided she wanted to implement that kind of model at UCT, and she's Decided to start up an office, and she identified one or two academics who were very good at fundraising. you know they had contacts overseas and they sort of just knew what to do and with their help, she um set up the office and yeah so we we're less than twenty years old uh we've had I think three executive directors over the, that time, and it's grown to about forty people, which is like twice the number at your like mid level university. Our case for support is based on our strategic objectives, and which is to achieve transformation at the institution, uh, research excellence, and sustainability. I think those are our three pillars. We want to transform, meaning we want to make it easier for people from different backgrounds to get through university. It shouldn't just be about money. Any student with talent should be given the chance. And then excellence, we want to maintain our our high standards. Our we want to maintain good throughput rates. We want lots of students to graduate. We want good quality research, and then sustainability. You know, um, we want the university to 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 last forever. You know, for the, the generations to come. So our with those strategic initiative um, objectives in mind, we try to do as much as possible for bursaries because of the need in South Africa. Um, uh, We've been in the news, probably on the world stage, about the the fees must fall and uh, how high education is not accessible. So we do try as far as possible to get money for for bursaries. But uh, after the the, the student activism government has come on board and other corporates, so I'm happy to say that bursary money does come in uh, uh, quite nicely. But then, you know, we have to have to look at the support services for students. Apart from just paying tuition fees, it's finding the additional funds, you know, for their accommodation, for uh, helping them do uh, some services of, of a psychologist. You know, lots of students um, don't know how to cope away from home or or have other personal issues. So that's been a focus to really support students But to do a variety of projects, you know, the opera school, there's the school's initiative trying to strengthen the school system um, that, that's a part of community outreach. And then research projects attract money or sort of growing. There's this program called Growing Our Own Timber, you know, where we try to train undergrads. You know, uh, we, want to, to, we want more PhDs and we want more academics. So they're creating a pipeline trying to take them from undergraduate to uh, PhD level. Faculty of Health Sciences, you know, we have a very, very nice medical school with the research unit there, and they do very good groundbreaking research. So the uh, Neurosciences Building, um, that's a huge priority for us to develop neurosciences. So the Faculty of Health Sciences does attract money. The Chemistry Department, lots of advanced uh, work in the malaria research, attracted lots of money from the Bill Gates Foundation. So, it's, as I said, yeah, the right to advance our research and also for the, for the students just to support them through, this, through the journey, I'd say. So those, those two things stand out.
0: Ronika talks more about the process through which UCT aligns its advancement with institutional strategy in the podcast on working with leadership later on in this section. So we've had some examples of how different institutions have used their existing strengths and relationships, as well as their missions, to define their advancement strategy. And we've also heard how advancement activities can be used to support the aims of your institution and how it can be complemented by leveraging relations with outside partners.